In this episode of Design Talk, Tina Lowe and I continue our talk about the idea of designer empathy and the goal of making designs for all. So there's this idea of empathy needing to be at the heart of the design yeah. process. Yeah, that's why I think design thinking is really good because it is about, if you have an open empathy approach to most things, that's what it is. There's some examples of buildings on the campus that have been recently built and some of them, they went way beyond the standard accessibility requirements and they turned these buildings into amazing places that that are, are so accessible that it, it, it kind of makes you happy when you walk into it. There's a really good example, the Confucius Center. The architect who designed it, I spoke to him because I, I actually contacted him to congratulate him because it's such a nice building when you walk into it. It's very welcoming because it's so accessible. He told me that the reason why he does it is because at the time people think, oh, you're gonna, it's going to cost much more money or whatever. But he said, in time, it means that much more people can use the building. For example, in, in the Confucius Center, every single floor has an accessible bathroom. On the ground floor, there's um, not only are there accessible bathrooms, but there are accessible changing shower rooms, right? Every single door on the building has the name on it and raised tactile lettering and every single floor has accessible signage. And then it follows the same design on each floor so that you can, if you're blind and like a cane user, you can kind of figure it out because it follows a design. And then the entrance is really big and the doors slide open and there's a huge atrium. You can feel, even if you don't see it, you can feel it. It's a very kind of spacious area. It's, there's a lot of light. It's just a very good example of consulting with users and hiring an accessibility consultant. We've talked about the range of users. Yeah. We've talked about the problems of design and the, the positives of design. There is no such thing as no design. Whatever yeah. you've done, you've always designed it. Yeah. So the the yeah. point is to catch it as early as possible, to make yeah, it exactly. inclusive. Yeah. yeah. And like that, that's when that building was being designed, the consultant came to, to my office and showed us the design, like the actual design, the floor plans and talked us through everything. And I thought that part of it, that's really good because you're including the end user from the very beginning. And they asked me, was there other things they should change or include, or is that accessible? Does, are there other things you could add in to make it more user-friendly or, you know, so, so that's a kind of a very good approach if you include people from the beginning. The digital space kind of mirrors the physical space in a way, because you get a student encountering using a wheelchair or encountering the environment with a simulator they encounter it in a very halting manner versus somebody who's a competent wheelchair user who has a long-term visual impairment that have a lot of skills and strategies that overcome many of the issues and that's the same in digital isn't it because yeah. some of the tools yeah. you're really excellent at whereas i would just find so well it's very interesting because i would say any of the blind or partially sighted people that are in their would say their teens early you know early 20s are to me are 
can do absolutely everything with the new technologies. Touching on the medical notion of disability versus a social model. You can do a lot of things, but you have limitations, which is natural. You know, we all have practical limitations. So that's how you get around the environment, by by using products or by learning ways of negotiating. But I, I wouldn't ever call myself, we'll say, really good at technology, but I, I, I can use some things, you know. I, I got the product Alexa. Like, that's amazing. Now, I know not everybody thinks it's good, but I think it's brilliant, you know, because <laughs> I can talk to a machine in my kitchen and it tells me what time it is, like in two seconds, you know. So to me, it's brilliant. But for me, the simple accessibility of a machine talking back to you or telling you what time it is or that your timer is ready or your, it can play your music or whatever, your radio, like that's brilliant, you know. And the other thing I have on my telly now, which is a new thing as well, is audio description so you can now watch lots of programs with all you know with audio description so you can follow the program or the movie or the series you can follow us now whereas before i would be you know there was lots of pauses you know when you're watching something when there's no dialogue you don't you know you don't know what's going on so i think things like that have made a huge improvement And that's why it's so important to ensure that our students, our graduates are going out there with thinking accessibility first rather than after. Yeah, exactly. If you liked the podcast, click follow, share and talk about it with your friends. And thank you for listening to Design Talk.